You are Locked On Sooners, your daily Oklahoma Sooners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the 12th floor, 50 pin place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, the home of 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK. Welcome to another episode of the Locked On Sooners podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. Saying thank you so much for making us a part of your day. And this episode, we are entitling Redemption. Reason we're doing that is because that is what it is all about. Redemption and second chances. Second chances for the OU defense. Are they even remotely close to being where they should be as a defense? We'll hear from Curtis Bolton on this. We'll hear from Ruffin McNeil on this. Second chances for a guy like Caleb Kelly, who... Wanted to move to Will Linebacker, but now he's back at Sam Linebacker, so he went from outside to inside, back to outside. How is he taking advantage of a new opportunity bestowed on him? Plus, he's had a very interesting year. He was a guy that could have redshirt, didn't redshirt. We'll hear from him today. Curtis Bolton, his whole career at OU is a complete second chance. We'll hear from Curtis Bolton And when Curtis talks today, Curtis will tell us not only about the defense and what it ultimately is going to take for them to start coming up with some of those big plays during games, but also who is the one guy he looked at. And I was surprised by his answer. If you listened to yesterday's podcast, you already know. But if you haven't listened to yesterday's podcast and you haven't been on Sooner Maven or Locked On Sooner's YouTube channel to see the video, then you might be surprised. I certainly was surprised by his answer. And we talked a little bit about that yesterday. We'll delve more into that today. And then there is Tremonda Moore, last chance you, Tremonda Moore, who blew a golden opportunity at OU. We'll discuss all of it right here today on the Locked On Sooners podcast. Plus, we'll talk about the college football playoffs as well because that's kind of a big deal. My name is Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Also, News Radio 1000 KTOK. And you can hear me on Saturday Game Day or Game Day Saturday with Randy Renner. I co host that show. It's a 30 minute game day primer. It airs at 5 a.m. on KTOK and at 9 a.m. on 1340 The Game. And you can hear it around the state on the Oklahoma News Network. Randy talks OSU, I talk OU. Uh, for the credential purposes, I am a credentialed member of the media. I've been covering OU now for almost five years. I went to OU, I bleed crimson, and if you would like to get more involved in this podcast, follow me at a couple of places. Follow me at Locked On Sooners, at G-E-E-H-S-O, and then at Sooner Maven. I, I should mention that. I run a website called Sooner Maven, and follow me there and start checking out the website. Uh, You can contribute to conversations. We're just getting it going. We post a lot of video. We do some written stuff and uh, trying trying to be as creative as we can in our coverage of the Oklahoma Sooners, both football and basketball. And I thank you for joining us today. Let's get down to brass tacks. How stupid do you have to be to blow a second opportunity to play big-time college football, play FBS football. Tremonda Moore is an idiot, and I don't like calling people names, but dude, what the hell were you thinking? What, What did you do that was so egregious that Lincoln Riley had to feel that he had to kick you off the team? Now, you might not think this is a big deal because so far, 
Tremonda Moore really hasn't contributed anything to the Oklahoma football program. We haven't seen him on the field at all this year. But if you don't know Tremonda Moore's story, he's a guy that came out of John Marshall, and he committed to Oklahoma State. His grades weren't right, so he had to go to Last Chance U. You know, went to the uh, community college in, in Kansas that's featured on Last Chance U with Coach Cusselot. And I can't remember the Independence. It, there it is, ICC, Independence Community College. You just hit me. And that place, if you watch Last Chance U at all, it looked like a hellhole. For a lot of reasons, that place did not look like someplace you wanted to be. Not only did the coach cuss a lot, not only did it seem like, you know, he, he freely admitted it was a meat factory, so you felt like you were always on, you had to always mind your P's and Q's. But there were all sorts of characters coming into that program. You worked so hard to get your grades up. You worked so hard to get yourself back in a position where you can be there, and then you just screw it up when you're at OU. And, and I just, when I read stories like that, it absolutely blows my mind. Maybe it shouldn't, because college football is littered with guys like Tremonda Moore who get these opportunities because they are so gifted athletically but don't quite understand what it is that they've been given. They don't look at it as a privilege. They look at it as, hey, I'm good enough to do this. You should want me to do it. Why should I be grateful that you're taking a chance on me? Well, you're always getting a chance taking on you in college football. And so I don't sometimes the most talented guys in college football forget that every opportunity or, or every college program that gives you a scholarship is taking a risk and they're doing it banking that you're going to be a success story. And sometimes the more talented you are, the more you feel the coach should be grateful to you for coming to that school. You don't look at it as you have any responsibility to anybody but yourself. And for as much as kids get used in the college game, you still have to remember that somebody gives you an opportunity. And when that happens, it is, it, it, it's sort it, it's your duty to pay them back in the right way, which is perform up to the best of your abilities. Now, if things don't work out, and I, and, and I say this knowing that I'm going to somewhat sound like I'm contradicting myself. If things don't work out, always be on the lookout for number one, because yes, they will screw you over. Colleges will screw kids over. But understand when there's a difference between being screwed over and there's a difference of you just being lazy, not wanting to do what's required of you. So I was very, very upset to read that today um, just because there are so many people that would love to have that opportunity and they just don't get that, they don't get that chance. One guy who is taking advantage of a second opportunity is Caleb Kelly. Last week he got moved to outside linebacker obliged OU by getting seven tackles, four of those solos, having a tremendous impact in the win over Oklahoma State. And yesterday, Caleb Kelly told us when he found out he was moving to outside linebacker, how much it's changed, what he likes about Bob Diaco, and how much he's had to study since getting an opportunity to go back to the first position he played. Uh, well, when they told me on Monday, uh, I guess that week, and then uh, Coach Ruff just called me in, talked to me, and said, what do you think about it? And I was like, I mean, the play? Yeah, I'm not going to be <laughs> mad about playing. And so he was like, all right, good. And that's what I wanted you to say. And then pretty much just, therefore, went with Coach Bob. And 
was in there the whole time. Are they doing different things, or was it like riding a bicycle and just get back out there? Oh, it's it is different than before. Um, before, uh, a lot of safeties were a lot of safety help, and now we're a lot of the help and covering and everything. And so that's a little different, but I do enjoy it, and I, I love how Coach Diaco coaches. I really understand him. I feel like I've clicked with him already in a week, and so um, I enjoy going up there. I go up there every day with him too. Yeah, go ahead. What are, are there any specifics to what you did to kind of prepare and get ready again to play your old spot? Because you, you did it on what? How many weeks practice did you have before? Five days. So you found out last Monday? Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, anything different? Uh, no. Yeah, I mean, I mean film-wise or maybe in practice? I mean, what? nothing else really changed for you as far as preparing you know, I took a lot yourself. of reps. Yeah. Um, I took pretty much all the reps during the week. And just because they're like, all right, well, you got to learn it in a week. And so pretty much just took all the reps. That was the main thing. Mm -hmm. Now it's kind of normal. Ryan will go in and Mark will go in and um, get reps as well and mm -hmm. John Michael. But, um, yeah, that week it was pretty much just me taking most of the reps. Right. How did you feel like it went for you? Um, uh, it was a positive game. They named me defensive player of the week with Kenneth, or the coaches did, and so that was positive. Uh I didn't have any missed tackles. I did my job pretty much uh, decent. I gave myself kind of a C grade just in overall, just kind of being out there first time. It was just kind of uh, average, but I played well. It was just I felt like mentally kind of average just in it. And so, um, I don't know, it was, it was fun though. I mean, getting to be out there and be with my bros again, it's been a long time. So it was just fun getting to do that really. Caleb, this has been one of the most unusual years for us to cover a player. I mean, you get moved to a position, you can't practice, you know, then you're going to redshirt, and now you're not going to redshirt, now you're going to play. Are you shaking your head sometimes going, wow, this year has just been strange? Yeah, I mean, I really have had to learn how to enjoy this year. Um, really have, feel like it's made me mature a lot. And just, I feel like I, I am invincible now because I, this is my first time in my life being a second, a second string guy behind Buzzy. Um, this is my first time moving to inside position and uh, first time having surgery. And so just all these things kind of first. And I really am happy that I'm kind of going through it now before a next level, before um, having it happen to me again. And I'm happy it's happening here to where I had people around me that I was already close with and who I could trust to help me out, help me learn how to kind of cope with being in the second string spot, how to still work hard, how to still do what I need to do. I feel like it's just made me better now. I can, no matter what position I'll be in, I already have done it. I already know what I need to do and can kind of go forward with it. I really thought Caleb Kelly was going to take that redshirt year and transfer. And I really thought that if Mike Stoops ended up someplace, that's where you would see Caleb Kelly go. And I'll just give all the kudos in the world to him for sticking it out. If that's Really what he wanted to do, he's certainly making the most of it here at OU, and maybe for these next three weeks he makes a big difference. OU's defense gets better, and you see them get into the college football playoff. Going back to what we said at the beginning, um, I probably should have called Tremonta Moore an idiot. I mean, truth, truth of the matter is, I don't know everything surrounding the circumstances, but if it really was just, a, just you not taking advantage of it, maybe, yo, I shouldn't call people names, but... Dude, how many second chances are you going to get between junior college and getting an opportunity to play at OU? And, and and maybe you just don't care enough to get it done. And that, that'll never sit well with me. It'll never sit well with me because it's just too many people want what you have. And, and, and I think sometimes 
We all fail to realize that in very many walks of life. This is the Locked On Sooners podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next, we'll hear from Ruffin McNeil. Just how close is the defense to being where they need to be? And is the college football playoff selection committee but put too much emphasis on being a, a complete team? It's all coming up here on Locked On Sooners. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily Oklahoma Sooners podcast. Locked On Thunder is out and available at LockedOnThunder.com as well as LockedOnPodcast.com. Locked On Thunder and Locked On Sooners, both part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day and every Locked On Podcast is available at Google, Stitcher, Alexa, and Spotify, as well as Apple iTunes. If you go to Apple iTunes, pray us five stars, we'd appreciate that. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Lincoln Riley saying earlier this week that he feels the defense is close. And in talking to Curtis Bolton yesterday and Caleb Kelly yesterday, they feel the defense is close to actually being good enough to win a championship. And Paul Feinbaum talking today about how atrocious the OU defense is. I can't argue with him against that as much as I want to argue with Paul Feinbaum. Paul Feinbaum's right. OU defense is atrocious. And yes, they would give up a ton of points to about anybody who's going to be in the college football playoff right now. But Paul, where you're wrong is that I think OU would score on just about every defense there is in the college football playoff that is not named Clemson. I know you love Alabama, but Clemson is the one team I feel could shut OU down. But OU needs to needs to pick up the game here and needs to pick it up quick. And I'm not sure that it's possible this late in the season that you can become everything you set out to become. It's just a situation where you're just going to have to live with it, get by, get as good as you possibly can, and hope that it doesn't torch you in the long run. Here is Ruffin McNeil yesterday talking about the defense getting better and looking for their redemption and just how close they are to being that team that they want to be. Well, just like we began, you know, we're going to stay with what I think they need right now is just still preaching fantastic effort. And, uh, you know, we see it like we want it in spots. Got to continue pressing that. Again, fundamental type things. That's always been a since this thing happened. We've we've uh, emphasized that 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 be continued. Uh, we keep emphasizing, make sure we understand situations of the game, third downs, those type of things, and and uh, with all of us. And then the last, is just keep playing. Something tough happens, keep playing. Something great happens, keep playing. So that part hasn't changed. When I evaluate it from the whole part, I go back to that. And making sure that, because if that increases, uh, everything else will increase. 
and they have to want to. Just like the day in practice, yesterday in practice, they, we have to pull them back because they're going hard. You know, games are different, but effort part is getting better. Of course, I have a high expectation of perfect effort. And then with fundamentals, you know, Monday's a little bit because it's not a long day. Tuesday's a little bit longer, so big fundamental day and tomorrow will be. And then situa situations of the game that's involved in two, really yesterday a little bit. First and ten open downs in the day. Today, red zone and open field and third and long versus Coach Riley. And tomorrow will be similar, so it'll be two-minute drill. So situations that we're teaching, that's a part of it. And then within practice, uh, the, the forget it and drive on, uh, play the next play. We made some good plays today. And then they, now, why not play the next one? And, of course, facing our offense, there'll be some tough plays. Hey, we stop it. Okay, good. Why not play again? So that emphasis will never stop. Maybe it's going against the OU defense every week or going against the OU offense every week that is that's wearing your butt out. Maybe that that's shooting the confidence down. I it's never really been a question of, of effort or want to. I've always felt like that was there. It's never even really been a question of athleticism when you look at guys like Kenneth Murray and Neville Gallimore and Curtis Bolton and and, and Buki. I mean, there are some studs or at least some guys that have some great athletic ability, but they just may not be, the rest of them just may not be any good. And, and, and that falls on coaching because these are the guys that you recruited. And whatever scheme you were trying to, to run or however you thought the defense would play, these guys aren't doing it. I don't even think it's a matter of them not understanding because you've simplified the defense. They're just not any good. They, they can't do the fundamentals, and you can work on it all game long, or you can work on it all year long, but when it comes down to the game, they don't show up. And, and that happens in a lot of sports. You just They're not gamers. OU's defense, just not gamers right now. And as far as the college football playoff selection committee goes, yeah, I think they should put a lot of emphasis on defense because their job is to do one of two things. It's either to find the best four teams in college football so at the end of the season, we know who the best team is or have a really good idea of it, or it's to find the most deserving teams to be in a playoff situation. And if you're giving up, on average, 35 points, 40 points a game, and you're needing your offense to bail you out every single week, then you really can't be considered one of the best teams in college football. And that ultimately, for college football, that's what has to separate it from every other sport in America, is that we are looking for the best and we want to know who the best is. Right now, I can't argue. I cannot argue that OU is the best team in college football. Do they have the best offense? Yeah, I can say that. Do they have maybe the best player in college football and in Kyler Murray? Yeah, we can argue that and spend all day dis discussing him and Tua Tagovailoa, but we can't even remotely say OU's got the best team just because they're not complete. And as far as Ruffin McNeil goes, he's not going to tell the college football playoff committee what they should and shouldn't consider when selecting those top four teams. I mean, those guys, those, that group, committee, they have to do the criteria they think. And as a coach or with your players, yes, we want to be a well-rounded football team. I've always talked about complimentary football. We understand that. But the one thing that I will not uh, neglect, I will not let our kids, as long as I'm responsible for them, neglect is the ability to win a football game. Sometimes that gets lost a little bit to me. Yeah, you want it to be 
uh, I know the criteria they're asking, and we strive for that. But the main stride that I take personally is to make sure they understand, guys, this is what you did positively. Here's some things to work on. But the biggest positive that you won the football game, you kept fighting. A lot of teams would have not fought. And uh, a lot of teams were not that. But doing on the sideline, we had to make some adjustments. On the sideline, we were able to grasp what we had to do. Two-point play coming up, we were able to do that. Those type things, to me, matter. Now, to the outside criteria, I can't control what the community wants or what they look for. Um, I just wake up and try to do the best job I possibly can and, and keep expecting a lot of myself, our staff, and our players. If anybody is going to... Anybody's going to be that voice, that liaison to the committee, it's got to be your athletic director and it's got to be your head coach. And for OU, the athletic director's tough because it's Joe Castiglione and I'm not sure how much he really can campaign for OU considering he's on the committee, but Lincoln Riley has to be the one to campaign. And, and I think you do take that pressure off your, off your assistants when you are a head coach. This is the Locked On Sooners podcast and I want to tell you about a great deal. Are you a slinger? You and your wife doing the whole slinging thing? Some of my friends are slingers. I, uh, hey, I don't mind telling you. I'm considering slinging myself. And here's the reason why. Because for $30 a month, I can get just about all the channels I want, and I don't have to watch 20 channels that I don't want. That's what makes Sling TV so great. The other thing that makes Sling TV better than just about any option you have to watch sports is you can watch it on any device. Not just your big screen. You can watch Sling from anywhere on any device. So if you have to be at the airport for the business meeting, you're going to miss OU's game with Kansas. Nah, you don't have to. You're waiting on your plane. You can watch it on your phone. You can watch it on your laptop. If you want to catch any of OU's basketball games this year, you can do it with Sling TV. You've got the Pac-12 network. You've got ESPN. You've got access to the SEC and a whole lot more. It's Sling TV, and now you can get a seven-day free trial of Sling TV by going to slingtv.com slash locked on. That's slingtv.com forward slash locked on. Become a slinger today. And coming up next on the Locked On Sooner podcast... We'll hear from Curtis Bolton about his redemption story and who was the one guy he looked up to while they were playing at OU. It's all right here on Locked On Sooners. This is Locked On Sooners, your team every day. This is the Locked On Sooners podcast. I am Eric G. Locked On Thunder is published. It's available at LockedOnThunder.com and LockedOnPodcast.com. Also, Apple iTunes, Google Stitcher, Spotify, and Alexa, all part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Curtis Bolton, um, again, redemption, the big theme. Curtis Bolton's a guy that went through a very strange time in his career at OU and has made the most of it. And when you talk about the best defensive players at OU right now, you're either talking about him or Kenneth Murray. And you're also looking at these guys as dudes that need to be leaders. And when you think about guys that have overcome a lot 
at OU. Sometimes it's guys that have gotten themselves into a lot of trouble. Now, I don't always think those guys should be role models. I don't think you ever look at a Joe Mixon as a role model. I don't think you would certainly look at a Frank Shannon as a role model. That being said, doesn't mean I'm right. It doesn't mean the people don't disagree with me. Curtis Bolton would definitely disagree with me on this, as we'll hear from him here who his role model was during his time at OU. Also, what has to happen for the defense to get better? What is the one key thing they're missing? It's all right here on Locked On Sooners. Uh, we got to do a better job of communicating throughout the ranks um, from DB to linebacker, from linebacker to DB, from linebacker to D-line. Uh, we got to do a better job of just making sure everybody's on page. Um, a lot of a lot of stuff happens because we're off page or, or it's miscommunication. That's that's those those fixes are that's not hard. It's different when you're just getting athletically abused. That's that's hard to fix. But when it's when it's communication and a lot of things that that, that, that you guys can't see, but we see it. We come in on Saturday and we're like, damn, that looks a whole lot worse than it did. And all it took was me to turn around and say this and that, and that play could have went a whole lot different. Um, you know, they'll play uh, the third down at the on the goal line. Um, you know, you, if you look on film, you can see me and Piedmont talking. Piedmont told me something. I took a step back. If, I didn't, if he didn't tell me that, and I didn't take that step back, 30 catches that slant, walks into the end zone. It's just little stuff like that that, that we got to do a better job of so we can stay on page and, 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 and just try to dominate throughout the game and not just certain small points and, and then give up bad chunks of football. We just got to find a way to get more consistent. Can, can, you, can you feel the frustration kind of mounting as things happen during the game? And does that kind of just – does that go over to the sideline where you all just sit there and say, hey, look, this has got to be fixed, this has got to be fixed, or is it y'all wait till film to say something? Um, you know, we let our coaches do it. My coaches, uh, we got one of the best coaching staffs in America. Um, you know, they're going to they're gonna figure out problems as they proceed. Uh, it's just our job to make sure everybody stays together. Not, It's not my job to tell a D lineman what gap he needs to be in. It's not my job to tell a DB how to cover somebody. That's I go out on the field and I try to do my job and, you know, just be there for those guys. And I'm going to let their coaches fix that up and just, just let them know I'm here for them and, and whatever help I can give, I'm going to give. Kurt, you mentioned there were guys that you looked up to that we may not know. Who are who were guys that you looked up to that weren't big names here that, um, that motivated you? You know, Frank Shannon was a big guy. I mean, Frank Frank got a lot of playtime here, but um, some things happened, didn't go his way. And uh, in the back end of his career, uh, uh, Jordan took most of the time, but, you know, Frank still showed up every day and worked like 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 he was the guy and um you know I just I I, I took a lot of I took a lot of a, a lot out of that um you know for someone to be the guy and then fall off and have someone else come in and shine at their position and, and still show up every day and work and put a smile on their face I mean you know it's just guys like that that, that long down the road just 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 gave me hope. Curtis Bolton from yesterday. Frank Shannon probably wouldn't have been the guy that I would want him to mention if I was Lincoln Riley or anybody at OU. But at the same time, you know, if I believe everything I believe, forgiveness is a big deal. And you can find inspiration just about anywhere. And dudes do overcome a lot of things. I just that 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 still and still to this still at 24 hours later, it's just weird to hear him say that. But the other thing that was sort of weird. You know, what is your responsibility as a leader? Who is supposed to be talking to guys? Mike Gundy saying last week that when it came to the penalties, he felt like the players, the peers, were actually more impactful than the coaches were about saying something. 
So to hear Curtis Bolton say that he steps back and let the coaches, coaches handle it, not something I was expecting either. But Curtis Bolton does a lot of things you don't expect. But he's been a guy that's been a hell of a player this year for OU. And certainly, like everybody else on, on this show, for the exception of one Tremonda Moore, has made the most out of the second chances and the opportunities they've been given. That wraps up today's show. We'll talk a little bit more about Kansas, introduce you to them, if in fact they are worth introducing to, and we'll talk more about OU's number nine recruiting class. Now, it's according to 24-7, the number nine recruiting class in college basketball for the early signing period. That's all on Locked On Sooners. Until tomorrow, everybody love everybody, and peace, love, and boomer sooner. You are Locked On Sooners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts locked on. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea.